are into part two of our series this morning called A Healthy Heart. And we started last week talking about our spiritual health, and we're talking this week about our mental, emotional, and physical health, and how important these areas are to helping us to be healthy on the inside, healthy on the inside, which turns out to a health on the outside. Now, I think what happens sometimes in our Christian experience is we can project a certain level of health on the outside, but we can be struggling on the inside. And we talked about this key scripture that it says in Proverbs 4 verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. And I just love the thought that God wants us to be healthy from the inside out. I was thinking about it this morning as I was driving up here, that this morning I'm wearing odd socks. And you don't know that except for the fact that I just told you that I'm wearing odd socks. And I think one of the things that can happen with our mental and emotional and even to a degree our physical health is we can have things going on on the inside that other people aren't aware of. Because just like my socks, I can cover it up with my shoes and you can't see. But there are things that we come and we try to make sure our shirt's signed, we make sure our clothes are good, we make sure our hair's done, we make sure our teeth are cleaned. We do these things on the outside to make sure we're prepared for things. But sometimes I wonder... Are we healthy on the inside where nobody can see? Are we healthy in those places that at times are like odd socks and there's things going on in our heart, emotionally, mentally, physical things that maybe we can hide that other people can't see? And I want to encourage you this morning. You know, the Bible says this. It says in 3 John 1 to dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. It's God's desire that you would prosper. It's God's desire that you would be healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, that he, you would see the prospering of God on your life. You would see that strength from the inside out, that your heart would be healthy. We don't want to just look great on the exterior. We want to be healthy from the inside out. And you know, a big part of our health is how we sow and then ultimately we reap. Ultimately, that's a principle. That's a law that's in Scripture, just like gravity. We see it in our lives all throughout the world today. What we sow is what we reap. And I'm not just talking about financial sowing. I'm talking about relational sowing. I'm talking about when it comes to our physical health and our emotional health and our, our mental health. What we sow, we will reap. That's just a principle in life that's true. Now, there are anomalies that happen in life where something comes out of the blue, physically or mentally, emotionally, that can impact us. But what holds us in good stead is if we are sowing in the right things, we're sowing with our physical health and our diet and our exercise, we're sowing with the right thoughts that we're thinking and our mental health and our emotional health, we're processing things right. As we sow those things, we will reap them back. And so we need to be people that understand the incredible responsibility we've got to sow the right seeds so that we reap the right results and we see health physically, mentally, emotionally, and ultimately these things are all connected. And we see it time and time again when we talk about depression and anxiety and they talk about 
walking and doing things like that that help with your mental health. It's a physical thing that helps with your mental health and emotional health. These things are all connected together and we are made to be people that actually excel and to sow in these areas so that we reap a great reward. Now I'm aware today that today is a big day for many of our young people. Today is the 12-month anniversary of Isaac Orr passing. And many of our young people today have gathered together uh, and have seen the sunrise this morning to support, to love one another, to care for one another uh, and to make sure each other are doing okay. And I just think that is what we want to see, a community of people gathering together, supporting and loving one another, taking care of one another and helping each other with their mental and emotional health. And I think that's the beauty and the power of community. And I think the church, we should do this the best, where we want to be healthy from the inside out in every single element of our life. And so we're going to look at a key scripture today, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 to 10. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you come with me there? It's the sowing and reaping chapter of the Bible, but it also talks about so much um, incredible principles that we can apply to our life when it comes to our mental, emotional, and physical health. And so here it says, In verse 1, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Not throw them off a cliff, not cast them aside, not create cancel culture, but we should restore that person gently. And it says here, but watch yourselves. In other words, Look into your heart. Make sure that you're healthy or you also may be tempted. Now, it's really easy. I think we find it incredibly easy to see everybody else's faults, see what they need to improve, see what they need to work on. But we can oftentimes overlook ourselves. And this scripture is reminding us this morning, hey, look into your heart. Peel back the skin of the issue and ask God, hey, God, what are you doing in my heart? What needs to be developed and needs to be grow in there? But watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. It says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, or they think they're too good, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time... We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so I want to speak out of this passage just briefly for five areas that shape our mental, emotional, and physical health. And the first one's this, our thoughts. It says here in Galatians 6 verse 3, if we go back to it, it says, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not... They deceive themselves. Now that comes to, when it comes to our pride and we start to think we are, we are too good to be able to help somebody else or we're better than somebody else. 
and we start to deceive ourselves there. But it also comes the other way when we start to think about how we are not good enough. We start to think that we could not do anything great. We could not uh, make a difference. That we couldn't do anything because of who we are and our personality and the, the faults and the failures and the things that we see that are wrong with ourselves. And the same thing can happen there. That same level of deception can rob us from the life God's called us to live. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And it often takes place in that internal battle in our minds. Our thoughts, the thoughts that we think, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Scripture says. So we know the truth is that we need to battle, that, that, that win that battle in our minds so that that outworks in our external lives. And I want to encourage you to understand the importance of your thoughts. You know, in boxing, they talk about controlling the ring. And the best boxer is the one that can control the ring. They're the aggressor. They're the one that is making sure they're getting that person into the corner of the ring. They're taking the center of the ring. They're controlling the pace of the fight. They're controlling the ring. And I think a lot about our thoughts like that, that we, we've got to have our spiritual fists up ready to fight. It's called the fight of faith in Scripture. And we've got to have that ability to understand when the wrong thoughts come in, we're going to take them captive. We're going to make sure that we take control of those thoughts. We're going to push them into the corner. And we're going to be the aggressor to get rid of those things. We want to be meditating on things that are going to bring health and strength to our lives, health and strength to the lives of those that are around us. And we've got to win that battle. We've got to win that fight when it comes to our thoughts. See, if I was to get my phone right now, in fact, I'll do it, and I was to have a look, let me look up news.com, let's have a look here, and I was just to go through whatever the headlines are, here we go, the first one here, no-go zone, iconic trip Aussies turning away from in droves. Next one, Netflix actor killed in horror crash, sign crypto is finally dead. Who invested in crypto? You might need some help this morning, mate, some prayer. Queen's biggest weakness could undo royals. Sold a dud. Toyota's bombshell. $2 billion blow. And, and we look through all of these headlines that grab our attention. And what happens is they are clickbait for us to go in and to read this article. They're meant to cause hysteria that we read the title of these, and I don't reckon they were very good headlines, but we read the title of these headlines and we click on them to be able to inspect further what does it say. And I think what happens with our thoughts is that's what they do to us. A negative thought comes into our mind like clickbait and then we start believing that thought and go down the rabbit hole of that thought. We start reading the article of our insufficiencies and our weaknesses and the things that are wrong with us. We start going down the rabbit hole of depression, anxiety, our fears start to consume us and we start reading the article because of this clickbait that the enemy has come in. He's put this headline in our lives, you're not good enough, you're a failure. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get out of that spiral of anxiety or depression or fear. You're never going to rise above it. And we start reading the news on that thing instead of actually reading what the Word of God says. And so, you know what? I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to let my life be shaped by the Word of God. It says in Scripture, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Throw the news articles out. I'd throw it except for it's my phone. Throw it out. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Then you'll be able to test and approve what's God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to guard our thoughts. We've got to protect it. Whatever is true, honorable, noble, whatever is lovely, what is commendable, think on these things, Scripture says. We've got to win the battle of our thoughts. The second thing this morning is our actions. It says in Galatians 6 here, if we look at this text in verse 4, each one should test their own actions. Test your own actions. For a moment, stop looking at the actions of others and let's look internally in our heart and see what are my actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. It's rampant in our world today. Comparison. For each one should carry their own load. It's my life. It's my responsibility. My emotional health, my mental health, my physical health, I need to sow into them. Nobody else can sow into those things for me. I can choose to go for a walk. I can choose to read a book. I can choose to rest. I can choose to have coffee with a friend when I need to just unload. Those are choices I need to make. I've been talking a little bit about over the last few weeks how I went to the doctor and, and he said, oh, you've got high cholesterol after a blood test. And some of the changes that I've needed to make, they don't just happen. You don't just automatically eat healthy. You've got to start to plan to eat healthy. You have to make the decision to put action behind that. And I've been doing the best I can to try and eat that. I got tempted yesterday at the men's breakfast. I accidentally ate a bacon and egg roll. It just accidentally went into my mouth and into my stomach. I don't know how it happened. But ultimately, I have been trying to eat better. We've got a treadmill at home. And that treadmill has become my friend. On the cold nights, I go out to my garage and I, and I get on that treadmill. But it requires an action. See, if I was to imagine this piano, for instance, was my treadmill. I don't just go out to the keyboard or the, the treadmill and just say, I love you. <laughs> love me back. I don't go out to this treadmill and just rub it and tell it it's great and, and tell it it's nice and transformation happens in my life. I don't go out to the treadmill and just declare, I declare strong carved muscles. I declare strength in my body. And then I just transform into this wonderful, muscly, healthy person. I've actually got to get on that thing and start running. I've got to get on that thing and take the action. And I want to tell you this morning, when it comes to your mental, emotional, physical health, We've got to take action. If we want to be healthy in those areas, we've got, to, we've got to make sure we guide our thoughts firstly, but we've also got to guide our actions. We've got to make right decisions. We've got to start to put things in place. Hey, I need to speak to somebody. I need, it's going to help my emotional health. I need, to, I need to be in this environment that's going to help my mental health. I need to make sure that I, that I, I do this thing physically, or that I have the right diet, that I, that I rest right, that I sleep, that I do things that are going to help because God has called us and reminded us this is a temple that the Holy Spirit lives in. Our body is a temple. And so we have this responsibility to sow the right things so we get the right results. Are you with me this morning? Make a decision to build positive change. You know, the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. In other words, make a decision. 
And I think what happens sometimes is we live on pause with our mental and emotional health. And we just feel overwhelmed and we just stop. Can I encourage you? Make a positive choice. Make a decision today that's going to help push you forward in your physical, mental, and emotional health. You're going to be better for it. And then if you're better, you'll be a blessing to the people that are around you. Ultimately, that's what it's about. We want to be healthy so there is an overflow of health to our family, to our church, to our community, to the people that are around us. I want Christians to be healthy and strong. There's no shame in a season of struggle. But we've got to make the decision that I'm not going to live there. It's a decision to say, no, I'm going to build for the future. And sowing that seed, as hard as it is, making that small decision is going to lead to health and wholeness in your life. The third thing this morning is our contribution. It says here in Galatians 6 verse 6, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Now, what it's talking about in this passage is that the student to the minister or the pastor should be able to respond and overflow with generosity and support to look after that minister or that person that has brought the word to them. But I think what it's saying on a bigger context to all of us is, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. When it comes to someone speaking the word of God into you, it's got to be applied. It's got to understand we've all got a part to contribute. We can serve. We can sow with our generosity. We can use our words to bring strength and life into situations and into people's lives. And we start to do that. We understand we've got a part to play, that we can contribute. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Our job is not to come to church services and hear many different speakers speak the word to us. Our job is to live out the word to speak back to the word, to be the echo to the word, to let our lives declare the word in how we live and how we live generous and how our actions support that, how our words come out of our life, how we start to behave and our habits, all these things start to happen when we apply the word. We let it come out of our lives. You know, research tells us that when we serve other people, and this is not just in a church or a Christian context, this is just a life principle. When we serve others, when we volunteer to serve and to help other people, we see that it actually affects our mental and emotional health in a positive way. Scientific research will tell you that. That's just a fact. Not a Christian fact, that's just a fact. But even more so, we should understand that as believers, when Jesus got down on his knees and started to wash the feet of his disciples as one of the last tasks that he did. He was saying to his disciples, hey, if you want to be great, be the servant of all. Get down on your knees. Serve people. Be generous. Use your words to build. As we start to do that, as we start to contribute, you know what? It does us well. Beloved, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. And as we sow service, we reap replenishment, even in our own lives as well. The fourth thing this morning is our habits. I love what it says here. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. 
A man reaps what he sows. Whatever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And then it says this, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See, habits are things that we do consistently. Action could be a one-off thing. You could jump on the treadmill one, once a year and that's all you do. But a habit means you start to do those things consistently and repeatedly. And as we do those things and sow into the right areas, we reap. It becomes a habit of health. And can I encourage you, what habits of health do you need to get started in your life? Start small, because if you start big, you might stop after one time. And just build it, a habit of personal devotion to God, reading the Bible or praying, a habit of eating right, a habit of exercise, a habit of connecting with a friend, a habit of doing these things that are actually going to bring health and strength to your life. I, I love Sundays, I love the celebration of Sundays, but your life is a lot more than one and a half hours a week. And my desire for you is that you would be healthy from the inside out so that on Monday you're healthy, Tuesday you're healthy, Wednesday you're healthy, that every day of the week we come together and celebrate on Sunday. But my desire is that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. You'd be empowered to live the Christian life every day of the week. Sowing exercise reaps energy. Sowing the right diet reaps a healthy body. Sowing sleep reaps replenishment. Sowing service reaps emotional health. Sowing encouragement reaps encouragement. Sowing study reaps knowledge. Sowing kindness reaps kindness. Sowing responsibility reaps leadership. Build habits that are going to sow the right things and you'll get the right results. We brush our teeth. We get up, we have a shower. We wash our clothes. If it's done once a year, you know you've failed. <laughs> it's the regularity of the habits of doing these things. I made a silly decision a few months ago to do the ride from Woodford to Glenbrook on my mountain bike with Mitch Badman. Now, I thought, Woodford to Glenbrook, that sounds like it's downhill. <laughs> well... He lied. Because the first 12Ks aren't downhill. And so we, we went on this ride and he's telling me these stories before we go on the ride about Jess. Oh yeah, no, my wife Jess, she did this when she was 20 weeks pregnant and we did it together. And so already I'm like, well, I can't fail now. Because <laughs> a pregnant woman was able to do this. And we're going along on this ride and I'm telling you, I look across and Mitch is like, it's just time for d &M. Like, how are you going? How's things? And I'm like, dude, can you get me an oxygen mask? I can't breathe. Mitch, come up here for a second. This guy is he's riding alongside me on this bike. And, and I'm telling you, he, he's just trying to have this conversation with me. And I'm riding along next to him. I, I literally, I, I can't even talk. I'm like, I, I'm like, bro, I'd love to talk to you, but I can't breathe. And <laughs> we're going up these hills. And I look over and just lift up your, your pants for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just lift them up a little bit. This guy's calves. Turn around and show them, show them your calves. Like, I'm, I'm looking at his calves and I'm like, I'm seeing like smiley faces on his calves. Like his calves are laughing at my calves. 
and, and, he's, and he's riding along on this thing, and I'm thinking, thanks, Mitch. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to die. This is that moment that my life ends on a hill. And, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't do this. And I got to, I got to Glenbrook, and then I think, oh, yeah, it starts to be downhill to, into Glenbrook, and then, then you get to the National Park, and you've got to get out of it. I'm off my bike by then. I'm just walking. And Mitch is just like riding up there determined. I'm like, this is, this is an insult. Now I'm thinking, oh, yeah. yeah, and his wife did this while she was pregnant. Awesome. And so my legs are cramping up and doing all these things. And I thought, you know what? I don't have the Ks in my legs. This is a one-off. But next time I do it, I hope that I've had the habit of being able to ride so that I've got the strength to be able to do it. And I want to encourage you when it comes to your mental, emotional, and physical health, one-off things aren't going to make you healthy. You've got to have the habit. Otherwise, those calves are going to laugh at you. The other people are going to be mocking you. Your mind's going to be mocking you because when you actually have the habit, you have confidence. I've done this before. I can do it again. And it builds strength into your life. And fifth and finally this morning, if we want to be healthy and have mental and emotional and physical health, one thing that contributes to that and final thing this morning is this, our community. Our community. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. We need one another. Runners run in running groups. People study at university in smaller study groups. People get together to socialize and connect in friendship groups. Community actually makes us better. Runners run better when they run together. When they have that ability to be able to push each other forward, encourage one another, help and spur one another on to good works as the Bible talks to us about. As we work together in community, you know, little wonder it says in Scripture, don't neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Let's not make just meeting together Sunday either, by the way. It's our connect groups. It's the one-on-one. It's the friendship. It's the deep-spirited relationships that help us grow and develop and become who God has called us to be. You know, there was a study done on this Italian community in Pennsylvania in the 1950s and all these Italian immigrants that were together and they lived in this place where they had no fences between their homes and they would just open up and live their lives together. They would eat all the bad Italian food, all the pasta, they drank wine, they smoked cigars. They had no thought of their dietary health or anything like that. But they just live free and happy in community together. And they ended up doing a study on these people. And they call it the Rosetto Principle, which is the area they were living in. And they said, these people, they couldn't find the stats of them with heart health issues, which they should have for the food they were eating for their, for their community. And the men and the people that were in that age group category that should have been at higher risk, they just found they were living long lives and they were happy. And they were just living these long, healthy lives without these physical health conditions that they expected they should have been having because of their diet and the way they treated their body. 
And they put it down to the fact that they live in such close community. And they live in such close community. Three generations were often under one roof. And they just had people over and they ate and drank, smoked cigars together. And they just did life together as a community. And they just saw this picture of health that came out of that place. And I wonder whether sometimes we miss that when we just try to live life on our own. I'm not saying get together and have a cigar. (laughs) If you want to. But I'm just saying let's gather together and just do life with one another. Love one another. Care for one another. I'll finish with this. Margaret Wheatley, she said this, Relationships are all there is. Everything in the universe only exists because it is in relationship to everything else. Nothing exists in isolation. We have to stop pretending we are individuals that can go it alone. And I want to encourage you, if you want to be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, we do that in community together. So beloved, I wish that you would prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. Come on, let's be healthy on the inside. Let's take these principles this morning so we're healthy mentally, emotionally, physically and be the person God's called us to be. Would you stand with me this morning?